Mr. Guy Keller, how are we, sir? Yeah. Mr. Gordon, I'm extraordinary. How are you? I, I bet you are. I bet you are. It's, it's fun times to be a uranium uh, investor, and I guess a little bit of I told you so at the moment going on with you. Yeah, there's a, yeah I've got to admit it was quite nice spending a few weeks on the beach at the beginning of January, and uh, and and the strategy was just ticking along, making money, and uh, uh, and it's yeah the phone has been pretty full on since we got back. Everybody wanting to know what's the secret sauce and. How do we keep going with it? Yeah, like an overnight success that it is. Um, <laughs> we should, here's the thing I want to talk about, though. It's like uranium kind of burst through. I've got you know, $106 on, on the uranium spot price, obviously. We'll, we'll talk about term contracting in a second. Equities have had a okay reaction to it. I mean, would you have expected more? You know, almost, I mean, I don't want to say an anti-climax, but, uh, but I, I think, if I was looking back or we were looking back on previous conversations and we were daring to dream that we'd get to a hundred dollars, I think we would have, would have thought that some of our favorite stocks would be much higher. I mean, we're not complaining, but you know, much higher than where they are. And I mean, even when there's some of that stuff at the junior end, not even through September 21 highs, I guess it's, you know, it's a function of, you know, macro nervousness, uh, people getting killed in other things like lithium and nickel and, um, you know, People just saying, I've, I've, I've had a quick 20% gain in three weeks. Beginning of the year, I'll take it off the table. So I guess we'll, 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 we'll see in the next few weeks as to what happens. Well, well hope, yeah, hopefully we'll see a nice sort of sustained um, price increase. I think that's going to be a clue. Because I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, things like lithium, rare earths, et cetera, have, have had their day in the sun and then come off a little bit. Uh, mm. It doesn't help with that kind of terms of value destruction. But uranium's kind of got a whole different set of drivers. And I think the numbers are different. And I, I guess that is predicated on clearly a massive demand, which we have seen across the world in terms of, um, you know, reactor bills, SMRs coming through, new countries new, and politicians getting behind it. So that's all good. But the supply side, isn't that where the talk is going to come from? Isn't that where the leverage is going to come from? Because I don't believe for one second the production numbers that are forecast. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, it seems to be the lack of supply side at the moment. Um, and obviously, I think, you know, when I said the next few weeks, uh, all eyes will be closely watching what the Kazakhs have to say uh, beginning of February and, and Cameco around the similar time as to what they're up to as well. Um, and, it, you know, it does. It, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an interesting market when the, the top two producers in the world with T1 assets that they know pretty well are, are struggling to, uh, to reach their guidance. I mean, it shouldn't surprise us because... We're seeing majors in copper missing production, and we're seeing you know great uh, everyone's high graded all sorts of things. Um, but you know, they, I keep getting told that high prices are going to solve supply, and uh, and I sort of giggle and say, great for where where's that supply coming from? I think what do we say? There's sort of five or six um, developers that are bringing brownfield sort of projects on, but they're all small, and probably you look at this year. And you look at the incremental pounds coming on, uh, probably get netted off by what the Kazakhs are going to miss and what Cameco has already uh, guided to last year. So, like we, it's this great year of high high price, <laughs> and we're not actually getting much more supply coming. Well, I think high price is great for um, bringing new, <laughs> well, people dusting off old projects and bringing them to the table, hoping they'll work at, at these sorts of prices. Maybe could be, but yeah. so I think it's good news for investors who want to invest in you know, exploration place, which may have 
say that kind of leverage that they're they're looking for. But in terms of actual supply, which is going to drive, I think is the engine which is going to drive, um, yeah. you know, price discovery for, in, in in terms of uranium. I don't think it's there. I don't. I don't think it's there. If, if I kind of break that down, but as you say, you've got the what, handful of producers who are uh-huh. struggling. That doesn't bode well for people who are telling us, even though they've never built anything in uranium before, it's going to easy breezy. We're going to hit our deadlines. It doesn't bode well for them, does it? Yeah, I mean, you're really going to have to. I mean, 2024 is is going to be the year you really, really have to pick your winners uh, and do the work. And, and you know, whilst yes. The price will keep going up, and you will get a, a sector uh, reflation, and um, you know. But if it's still a macro, what it weak tape and uncertainty, and and investors aren't, you know, the next investor's not there. You're really going to have to, you know, be really mindful as to just have a, a smaller number of bigger bets. I think um, because yeah, I mean, this we've we've had six years of of guys sort of stealing us where they got the best project in the world, and all they need is a higher price, and here we are at a higher price, and Suddenly, they're updating a study, or, or, uh, or just starting debt conversations, or you know. Oh, by the way, I've got three or four more permits I've got to get, but don't worry about it. You know, a lot of things. It's not just price. A lot of things have to go right. So, where is it? Where is it going to come from? Where is this new production going to come from? Look, I don't, don't get me wrong. I think if there's no, if the production is not as high as people are forecasting, uh, that only bodes well for spot price, which will then have a reflection on, on prices and valuations of, of companies. But if you're kind of purist and you say this sector must also work, or people start designing it out of their solutions, uh, where's this production going to come from? I'm looking to the Athabasca Basin in, in Canada. I'm seeing long lead times in terms of you know, licensing and permits and technical solutions. Um, is anyone well? When, you know, when when will we see production out of the Athabasca Basin? Do you think? Uh, well, I mean, you know, what are we in twenty twenty four? We're four years away from anything meaningful, and and you'd have to argue that that first mover is probably next gen with Arrow. Um, uh, you know, but again, they're waiting on on a permit, and there's a lot of things they need to get right. You know, after that, there's you know, everyone says, oh, Cameco will bring on their second tier assets in the Athabasca it's like but what are what, which ones what have they been doing they've done nothing with them uh, they can't just turn these things on um, you know so yeah I mean there's there's obviously it's it's a high grade basin and there's some fantastic deposits and you know if you're an explorer putting holes in and you're uh, you're in the right spots you can get some really good news flow generating high grade hits but turning that into a reality um, is going to take time uh, and money and expertise uh, <laughs> and you know as I said and community and everything yeah I think I think stuff and I, I think also the technology is something which I suspect will come back to bite us in the bum you know because I think proper tests need to happen over sustained periods to actually prove that technology will work now and well into the future because I think that's going to be a concern for First Nations uh, across the well, board yeah, yeah and this is the thing you know like where these projects, we're talking billions of dollars of capex, right? So you, you want to get it right. Um, and you know, the thing that when we sort of touched on permitting, you know, just because the price is high and there's more urgency to potentially bring a, a project to market, does not mean that the government employees sitting in the in the Ministry of Mines approving permits are going to move any faster. Uh, and if if miners continue to want to 
poach the good people out of those departments to help their own permitting process uh, and then get frustrated that a uni grad's taken that position, you've only got yourself to blame, guys. Again, <laughs> okay, and, let, let, and let's draw... That's quite funny. Uh, let's, let's kind of drop south into, into the US because, again, what we're seeing is it's kind of patchy, yeah. right? Lots of little half-million-pound projects. Again, given the the demand drivers in, in the US and and the, and, the, and the need uh, for product in the US, um, what do you what do you what are you seeing there? We're seeing a bit of M and A clearly. But what do you see happening there yeah, going forward? Yeah, look, I mean, as you said, of of all the restart jurisdictions, um, it's the US. It's the most active, uh, and it's ISR Brownfields restarting. Um, you know, there's there's a handful there that are the that. that Starting restarting in in good management teams who know the projects, uh, and they're imminent. Um, you know, if you believe uh, everybody else running around, they've got similar projects that are just as easy. But again, you know, <laughs> they're not because they've got to get permitted. Uh, they've also got to get the community engagement if they're there. If it's BLM or federal land, or uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of, and depending which state they're in, you know, and and again, you, you're still spending hundreds of millions of dollars to, to bring, you know, 500,000, 800,000 pounds of ISR on. So, you know, we'll, we see this wave. There may be a few more that, that restart. Uh, there may be some conventional stuff. I mean, you know, Mark's obviously trying to bring some old conventional stuff to, to have something to put through that mill. Um, Mark Chalmers yeah, of Energy Fuels. Yeah, but, yeah, but then again, after all of that sort of, you know, excitement, um, peels off like what's next there's, there's no mega projects in the u.s right there's no five or six or seven million pound a year projects um there's some good assets but you know what do you think it's going to take something like like a you know established producer like a chemical they're, they're sitting on a whole bunch of isr projects in wyoming obviously clearly with about 180 million dollar bond on it as well so perhaps <laughs> they'd rather get rid of that um but is it going to take someone like them to take a grip of the situation in the US where they've got the expertise, they've got the balance sheet, the ability to raise reasonable capital and bring and consolidate a lot of these assets together because it is patchy, it is bitty. And if you are having to build lots of different infrastructure projects, it's highly inefficient as well. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, it again, it comes down to, to, to exactly that point. There are a whole, there's a, 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 a myriad of small deposits or small production capable deposits um you know so what do you end up doing you have central processing facilities and you and you're trucking loaded resins around the united states across you know interstate highways i mean it's not efficient there's cost in it um so even if someone like a chemico came in and tried to consolidate that you know like even with the usisr at their peak they weren't doing it you know significant volumes per year for, 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 for compared to MacArthur River and Cigar Lake, for example. So, you know, do they bother in the US um, or does it just end up being, uh, you know, localised plays where uh, somebody has a processing plant and just buys up well fields around it? Um, or in the case of energy fuels, uh, are they just tolling deals done uh, with you know small juniors who, who who want to be able to pull out half a million pounds at a conventional, and just send the ore to the mill and and say at least I'm doing something. Um, but again, you know there's nothing major that's that, that you can see solving a US uh, supply problem. 
Yeah, well, in which, yeah, it, I think I think it's going to be a tough one, but it's it, something needs to happen there. Some sort of joined up thinking, as it were, and joined up financing needs to happen there, um, which I'm again eludes me at the moment. But I think, and if it doesn't, then the US needs to make a whole bunch of friends, and the US needs to find solutions because we're looking at the Kazakhstan problem, the conversations with Russia, China, where you know, you know that that product's heading east, right? Um, so we look to Africa. I think you know we look to Niger, uh, Namibia, and even Mali, uh, Malawi next door. Um, again, what what are you seeing with those guys? Because some some big they they seem to, they're talking the game of like advanced development. They're talking the game of you know FID this year in, in a number of cases. Um, are they going to be able to deliver? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I'm when 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 you look at Africa, I'm surprised there's not more activity around what's available in in Namibia. Um, you know, um, there's there have been historically some good uranium-producing countries in in Africa, and Namibia is currently the only one that's that's politically stable and uh, and has you know operators actually producing uranium. So it surprised me that that I mean we may see that coming, uh, we may see a little bit more action there. Um, you know, we were sort of having a giggle before Christmas. Uh, catching up with your mate Brandon, I'm pretty convinced he owes me a bottle of wine, actually, because I'm sure I made a bet that I've won. Um, you know, we bought that stock. What was the bet? What was the bet? <laughs> that uranium was going up to 100 bucks faster than he thought it was going to. And um, yeah, and I, yeah, you, I, you, a, you safely won that bottle. As I said offline, I, I, I was secretly hoping I'd made it with you because it's better wine from you. But anyway, uh, I'll have to put up with it. He stuff. drank it, by the way. He, he, I, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him two Fridays ago, and down in London, he brought some. I don't know, some screw top wine from uh, Australia <laughs> and uh, we're sitting with two other fund managers and um, they, they brought some European trash. Yeah, the good, the, like, the good, your, your good stuff, if I owed it to you, it's gone. Rather ah, drink it. There we go. Sh- you know, Shut like, cancer like brown. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like we, 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 we bought that stock, we bought Bannerman seven years ago at four cents or something and, yeah. and you know, as a bit of a, he's got a good presence you know he's doing a lot of social media and stuff and and it's a leverage play retail love it love him right. um you know and if 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 he's making a final investment decision then wowee what a sector it's going to be and there's going to be all these projects on you yeah know, we fast forward seven years none of the things that i expected to happen elsewhere have happened and 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 here he is you know as well as others and you know deep yellow is probably not far off as well but, but you know low grade sort of bulk moving operation that that you know back then we we're like wow um and i think the markets has to look at places like that you know i mean niger is has obviously they've weathered plenty of political upheaval since 1972 or whenever the french started mining uranium there um, i think people want to draw parallels and say that the fact that they've they're trying to kick the french out and stop them producing um, you know, I think that's probably a little bit more to do with colonial legacy than uh, than anything else. But again, um, you know, when you're looking at at, at, at the, the French mines and you're looking at, at Global trying to build DASA there, the market needs those pounds. Um, they need to find a solution. Um, you know, Malawi, previously producing asset there, market needs it. They, they need to make that work. Um, the problem with with with, you know, those other African countries is there's, there's one project there, you know, there's not a dozen. So if a country solves 
everything they need to solve to, to get, say, Caliacara back online. There's not five other projects that are, that are lining up to say, right, Malawi's now the next uranium jurisdiction. Um, you know, and that's sort of where Africa gets a bit patchy, um, unfortunately, which is why I'm surprised there hasn't been more uh, eyeballs from from consolidation in uh, in Namibia. Right, and no, no, I agree, I agree with you. Um, it's it's very not just mining friendly; it's a very friendly country with you know without any political strife or or, or um, warring um, factions or anything. It's, it's fantastic, um, but. If you're if you're looking at Africa, they we were talking about some. We didn't sort of mention any numbers of it. So that you know, the, in, in Niger and and, and Lowy with Lotus and and um, Banham and Deep Yellow and like Heinrich, it, it's it's big pounds. We're talking we're talking about you know three to eight million pound type production that you know things that that you know US could only dream of at the moment in terms of some of those projects. Yeah. Half million pound here, a million pound here, maybe ramping up to two million at some point. Maybe could be. Um, so the big clouds, it's needed, but the the kind of the the shadow which looms over the African place, or it used to be, oh, there are AK forty seven countries, which I thought was a ludicrous statement way back when, um, yeah. you know, by people who've never been or worked. Mm. It, but it's still a low grade product, and people worry. I and mean, I we have this conversation about. Low grade, but it's high grade across all oh, yeah. commodities. So, so it's not, not nothing new. But trying to get people to understand that grade is only one of the variables that you'd be looking at in terms of the uh, economics of this thing. Do you do you think, or are you do you understand from you know your conversation clearly that people are recognizing Africa as the kind of short term solution, the, the mid term solution, as it were? Because if you've got US, very few US companies getting into production with not a lot of pounds. You got the Canadians sort of slightly hamstrung with permits and licenses, etc. Mm. Surely Africa, as a North American provider, is going to be really, really important um, going forward. Well, I mean, it has to be right because, to your point, you can get your two or three or four or five million pound per annum projects there, and you know it comes down to you can have the highest grade deposit in the world, um, but. If you can't get to it for whatever reason, be it geology, be it water, be it governments, be it community, then it's not really worth anything, is it? If you've got a low-grade um, bulk tonnage operation at surface in a country that's you know easy to operate and easy to get it to port and therefore market, uh, and you can get your acid, you can get your power, you can get your water, whatever you need, then it is a viable project. It doesn't matter if it's a 100 ppm cutoff versus a 15,000 ppm cutoff. That's irrelevant. Um, you know, it's the ability to to get it to market um, at a price that allows in, investors to make money. Um, so, you know, and forty dollars, fifty dollars. There's a lot of stuff in in Africa that was not viable. Um, Seventy or eighty dollars. There's marginal projects, but a hundred plus. Um, you know, for a market that needs it, and and even if two or three or four of them come on and you're getting 20 or 30 million pounds out of them, it's still not solving the primary mine supply deficit. It's helping. It's getting us closer, um, but it's still not solving it. So, you know, and, you know, as we know, the the battle's going to be the battle for capital coming forward and, and, and project finance capital, not equity market capital. Because, you know, like, these projects still need 
two to three to six to eight hundred million dollars US, right? If if you believe their numbers, and the equity market's not going to give that to most of these market cap companies, uh, and so therefore you've got to go in the project finance route. You know, is 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 Barclays Bank in in in, uh, in the counties going to be doing project finance in Africa? Probably not. Uh, is an Australian bank? Mm, no. Um, so you know you're looking at these export banks, you're looking at these credit agencies, and that takes time. Um, so you know the first mover on that perspective is is is, is going to benefit, um, not the second or third mover, because the first mover will will, will have navigated that project finance debt. Um, you know the other solution, of course, is the utilities wake up to themselves and go down the the route of. Uh, lithium and OEMs and just prepay the hell out of shit to, to get it built instead of relying on the capital markets to solve a uranium problem and an Africa problem, for example, um, you know, all in the same breath. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the massive disconnect. So that's what will never happen, which is, you know, to solve a markets problem. That's, the market problem is, is about how do I drive my share price Sorry, I'm talking about capital markets. Yeah, um, in, in the sense of share, you know, you've got people's incentive is to drive the share price up. That's how they get rewarded. They get paid their salaries. They get paid bonuses. Um, you know, maybe even an exit. There, the industry yeah. problem is is very different, which is where the hell's the supply coming from? So yeah. you've got utilities who may have the balance sheet because they're much bigger than just nuclear. Um, you know, they they could step into the breach. They could do. A Tesla and they and, and go go upstream, but they're not, they're they're not going to. They're kind of yeah. risk averse. They've not. It's not an area they're comfortable or or know particularly that well. It's just you know hedging a bet with some term contracts, which may or may not need to be paid as a if the company or when the company can deliver. That's that's, yeah. a, that's a different ball game. So the risk is much higher up here. But I, I want to come back to the kind of valuations, right? Because like you you run a fund, yeah. you got in. I think you talk about four bucks on, on Bannerman. Well done. I did a few at five, and you know, very, very exciting compared to where, where that's the, the well, they did a 10 for one rollback with it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So, I was, I was four yeah. cents in the original, yeah, so the original like 40 consult. cents today, yeah, 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 new, yeah. new money. Yeah. And his valuations of these things were, you know, I asked the question earlier about would you expect that the, the equities kind of caught up and kind of gone on a rip because we're priced, mm. you know, 100 bucks, right? And it hasn't. He's, the way that people should build their portfolios is, is what? Because for me, I look at exploration, kind of like if you're going and doing economic studies, PEA, PFS, DFS, yeah. right? So exploration from me. So PEA is what could this be? PFS, what should this be? DFS, what will be, right? Yeah. And it's a bit of that. Well, there's a bit, still a bit of risk up there with uh, DFS. And Expiration being the, the PEA of investing, the yeah. developers being the PFS of investing, the DFS being the sort of producers, you know, as, as, as it were. So in terms of the way we build our portfolios and, you know, we kind of balance that risk profile because mm. yeah. it's just, it's slightly more comforting because most explorers will do nothing. You make on a run because of momentum and that's great. But mm. how, how, when you're looking at the markets at the moment and say, okay, well, the equities haven't reacted as well as they should. How do you assess the, the 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 risk profile? How should we, as mere retail investors, assess what's going on on out there? Where should we be putting our money? 
Uh, for a start, you're not a mere retail investor, but anyway. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. I'm, 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 I'm bonding. I'm bonding with people here. <laughs> right. How dare you? <laughs> yes. Um, the, I mean, the first thing I think you need to do is ignore most equity analysis. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to tell me that something's screening expensive and, and you know, this stock's pricing in $135 uranium or whatever the hell it is, right? And and I sort of sit there and I go, uh-huh, uh-huh, thanks very much, noted, noted, noted. And they've been telling me that for six years the whole way up, you know. Uh, I'm wrong, I'm too aggressive and, you know, and, and what happens? They just go and adjust their model and tweak something and 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 play catch up again and then say, hey, look at look at us, we've upgraded our price deck and, and you know they say you're not congratulating me i'm like you still got a long-term price of 75 dollars i don't care that you got a uranium price of 105 dollars because the companies that you're covering aren't going to be producing in 2024 2025 or 2026 so it doesn't matter what the price is and yet somehow think that we're going to magically fall back to 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 you know 75 dollars and and, and you know you're telling me that I'm wrong on my valuation, so I ignore all that because there is a scarcity premium in uranium, and there's no substitution. The only substitution is to turn the things off, uh, or convince some government to go and downblend nuclear warheads again. Right? Um, that's really your only solution. Or you go and buy yellow cake or spot or something, and say, "All right, there's my problem solved." Um, <laughs> which again, utility. 101 at least have shares in the thing but anyway they don't think that way because they're nuclear fuel buyers they're not market people um and so they're smarter than us in many ways um so you know i sort of i, I ignore that and 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 i and i and i like to sit i mean so for example i'm pivoting my portfolio a little bit um i made no bones of the fact that last year i was pretty heavily long cameco because that was a trend we were seeing uh, in in other resources through our global natural resources platform. So people were wanting to be in large cap copper stocks, and they wanted to dance close to the door. They wanted liquid. They wanted you know the ability to get out if they were wrong, and they didn't want to be convicted down the the, the capital stack, right? Um, so if it ripped um, for whatever reason, macro finished or you know the, the, sorry macro cleared up, they at least had a finger on the pulse, right? So but I'm sitting here at the moment saying, everybody now is saying, what's next? And there's a handful, as I said, that I like. So I'm sort of moving down that. But to then, to your point, you know, you, whereas, as I said, last year I was staying away from developers because they were all updating studies and putting numbers out, which if they were a gold explorer, or sorry, gold developer, uh, there would have been 12 analysts already pre-reporting that. Um, so the market would have been, Yep, no problems. But the uranium. So there was, you know, one crusted on old bloke sitting in a bar in Toronto somewhere saying, uh, yeah, last cycle, I should have retired, <laughs> um, you know, and going, oh, wow, look at that. That's a big CapEx number. I'm being cruel to equity analysts. Sorry, because there are a handful of you that are pretty good. <laughs> um, and, you know, so you have to logically think that, that money is, is going to, especially if it's Kazatoprom and Cameco allegedly having all these problems, that money will say, well, I still believe in the trade and I need to be somewhere. So maybe I, I do look at these developers who, 
you know, let's face it, there's there's probably half a dozen that the institutional market think could come raise. So they're shorting them, or they're or they're uh, they're they're not buying them through this as, as aggressively as something else because they think they'll get a raise in the next month or two. I don't think they will. I think most of these guys will sit back for at least three to six months to get their ducks in a row. To the point earlier, not none of them have got project finance. So, um, you know, go and raise now and say, yeah, in six months I'm probably going to get some debt. So, you know, I think there's some value there because I think they release. Um, and and then, yeah, I mean, it's explorers. I want people who are being active. I You know, I've, I've, I've played through consolidation plays. I've played through spin outs. And, I, I, you know, and I've made some money there, obviously. Um, there's a time and place for that. But I'm starting to sort of be at the point where I want the rubber hitting the road, whether, as I said, whether that's, I'm going to get some money to start uh, or I'm actually got a drill rig and uh, and I'm planning another another drill program and, and this is what I want to do as opposed to, yeah, I'm going to fly a survey and, and I've pegged all this other land and I'm going to go and have a look out there. I want, I want, I want, I want action figures. I want rusted on geos kicking rocks and, and you know, drilling and things um, because I've got the best chance of them sticking their head above the noise with some results, right? With some news flow, as opposed to just hoping that the appetite for junior miners comes back um, and, uh, you know, people get some money to spend again. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. I, 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 I too want to see the rubber hit the road. Um, I, I do think this is kind of, again, I've talked about it with a few people, this psychological game where you kind of move from this transference of buyer's market to seller's market and therefore... The sellers are, are in control now, so they're they're in control of the timing, which is which is really interesting because um, it it has the effect if the, the longer the wait, it has the effect of driving the price up because we're again getting further and further away from actual new production or production which may fill that that delta which we're saying between you know the the supply demand fundamentals. So in a sense, they're being a bit greedy. Because they're in control and they've had their ass spanked for the last 10 years. So there's a little bit of payback going on here. And all of this kind of economic and geopolitical activity out there, you know, obviously Russia, Ukraine, and, you know, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the Senate potentially about to pass that, you know, that Russian resolution. It, 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 it's all primed and set up, but crikey, it's moved so quickly. People are just looking, it's kind of like, you know, when you're at one of those auctions. And you're so desperate to buy something, and you're sort of, you just you, you keep putting your hand up. You're not yeah. quite sure why. <laughs> it, it's that same sort of psychology. I want I want to win this. I want to win this so yeah. bad. It's the same with the price. Like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, go now. I'm not gonna go now because I think I can get extra five bucks. I can get an extra ten bucks on my contracts, which I'm going to need to be able to raise my money to be ah. able to build the goddamn thing. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to build, etc. So I think there's a sort of human psychology there as opposed to as you say rubber hits the road this this industry needs to sort itself out and we need to get things done because the longer this goes on there's there kind of reaches an inflection point where it's going to be so much damage caused and i and i and i think the developer i agree i think i want to see some developers get on with this your fid May, may, maybe that's going to be driven by, especially with you Aussies, the fact that your end, end of year is not till June. Maybe people are going to save it till the, your new financial year. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the incentives are um, here. Other, 
you know, other than our spot price, kind of getting the market excited and, and, and fluffy. Who, who knows? Um, can I? Can I? Um, I think that kind of the big. By the way, I did. I did, I did want to. Talk, I do want to talk about you know the, the fact that Alice have been quite lazy in terms of their analysis of, of numbers, and some of the forecasts are pathetic. I mean, yeah. sub eighty bucks long term forecast, which is nuts. Uh, but we'll save that for another day. The thing I do want to ask you about is, um, have if I'm coming into uranium now, have I missed the boat? We've we've had those questions when it got through. Uh, what do we used to call it? The psychological barrier of thirty dollars. Uh, you know, we we had it at forty, we had it at sixty, we had it at eighty, we had it at and and now at a hundred. Uh, and you know, as I said, it comes back to the it comes back to the maths of fundamentals. We're at a hundred dollars. And I don't see how the supply equals the current demand, um, and and I and I definitely do not see how supply um, matches the future demand being added on as well. You know, there's 30 million odd pounds a year of demand from the reactor build program, um, biggest in decades. So, you know, I keep getting people say, "What's going to drive this higher from here?" And I say it's the wrong question. The question is, what's going to stop it going higher from here? And and again, coming back to, I mean, you could argue macro and may stop it short term if the world goes into a funk, um, and uh, and people just stop investing because it's too hard and sit in cash or whatever. Uh, sure, you know, like the equities have stopped going up, but the real activity is not going to stop. <laughs> the nuclear the nuclear reactor is still going to be producing electricity because they're looking through cycles, right? So it just pushes a can down the road. Um, so supply's got to respond or demand's got to crater. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, 2007, it didn't stay very long up there at 140 and the contract price in the, you know, 90 to $110 didn't stay, stay there very long because there was a GFC, guys. <laughs> you know, that was a whole world falling apart. So there was a perception that demand was going to crater. They hadn't solved the supply deficit then at those prices. They just dumb luck that GFC kicked in and saved the nuclear fuel buyer because he, he or she didn't have as much to buy then. Um, so, you know, I don't think you've missed it. Um, as I said, I think there's the lazy, there's the, the easy option just to go and buy an ETF and you'll get some performance because, the as I said, it's just, you know, you, you go and buy the ETF and the spot or yellow cake or whatever, you get some physical exposure and a, and a ETF, you know, if you'll make some money because it will keep going higher because it we haven't solved supply at these prices. But there'll be I, some... I would say just I, I know you and we sorry to interrupt, but just quickly yeah. I think for a lot of retail investors, they absolutely should have ETF as part of their solution because yeah. it it de risks the kind of choice. You, you can argue all boats floating the high tide, all that kind of crap. But mostly Retail on average, JP Morgan fixed stats, not me making it up. You know, in the mm-hmm. last 20 years, making 2% return. It, they're shocking at getting it right more broadly. Yes, of course, there'll be the hardcore uranium bulls who they know yep. everything and it's going to be fine, right? But for most retail new people looking at this, make ETF as part of your solution and then go and find decent work and find the companies most likely to meet your risk. Profile. Yeah. Okay, so I would say that. So I'm not anti-ETF, although as you say, it's. I, I heard you use the word lazy, easy. <laughs> uh, 
for is so it shouldn't be you know one hundred percent of what you do if if you're going to get into this. Oh well, Work I mean the the, sim- the simple answer is you you rich you rich wholesale high net worth mates. They should just invest in my fund. That's a simple answer. Uh, and then uh, when I get it right for them, they can congratulate themselves on picking me when when you playing croquet or whatever you do out in your lawn <laughs> this is the time by the way this is the time you meant to remind people the name of your funds <laughs> yeah, that's obvious isn't it marketing 101 <laughs> um you know and if i get it wrong you'll say god he was a bad fund manager um you know it's like <laughs> and, and that's I, I always say that to families down here all the time you know aussie families love to to, to want to do it themselves and i say great you know i've spent Six to eight years in the in the proper properly in the weeds, wading through the mud in this sector when no one wanted it, and you want to come in now at one hundred and six dollars and say, yeah, I can pick stocks. And so, you know, as we talked about offline, there's we're we're in a bull market in uranium, and there's you know not many, but there's certainly one or two stocks that are going to struggle to be around in the next six to twelve months. Um, you know, if if last cycle is anything to come by. Um, you know, retail punters, high net worth families are going to get inundated with 350 more companies <laughs> turning up saying, hey, we do uranium. Uh, and, yeah. You know, and three weeks ago, they were a gold explorer. Um, so you're well, going to get think, inundated so with that as that's well. That's the important thing, Guy. Let's talk about that because lithium has just been through us. I know yeah. we referenced it earlier, but lithium's just been through us where we had a whole bunch of, okay, you'd, people like Batcher. Patriot battery metals kind of got went early. Lithium patent tight. Everyone gets excited. There's another quite good one called Lift as well. Those guys are ripping through the phases because they've raised them enough money to to, to do mm. that. Everyone else who jumped on that bandwagon, who were gold producers, oh sorry, gold gold explorers, <laughs> nickel explorers, you name it, explorers suddenly become lithium experts. Yeah, and lithium finding it is easy. Because it's freaking everywhere. Yeah. Okay, see it from space in some cases. Um, uranium a little bit harder to find, and certainly much much more technical. Um, so that it'll be harder to kind of fake it there. But yeah. that is where people lose money. They, it's just happened in lithium. We've seen this massive climb down in terms of not just lithium prices, but also the equities surrounding it, where people have jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. Don't get caught out with these three hundred and fifty new uranium juniors who are going to be the next big thing because they're not. They're here yeah. to take your money. So I'm, I'm going to signpost that loud and proud, I think. <laughs> and it makes me laugh as well. You know, that, that cycle from, like, the spodumene price is almost back where we were in 2020. You know, it's like, it's yeah. it's given up 80% of a 3,000% rally or whatever, 1,500% rally or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like, down here in Australia, we saw Pilbara Resources, you know, it's a large cap lithium producer. That rallied 4,000%. Uh, and then you had things like core and a whole bunch of the core, core lithium, which yeah, now yeah. the other end of the cycle about uh-huh. to exit. Um, you know, they rallied thirteen thousand percent. And then right. I've got people down here saying, "Ooh, you know, these uranium stocks are a bit hot." And so they're up twenty percent this month. <laughs> like that's not hot. <laughs> and and please, for your listeners, I'm not by any means saying quick go and buy uranium because it's going to go up thirteen thousand percent. Um, you know, but you know, I just it amazes me that the market could be comfortable with with that where lithium is solving for future demand, right? Like the reality is we're a balanced market now and we need the gigafactories in Michigan to be built. Um and so we're trying to solve for that. 
and we're comfortable with all these stocks going whooshka and uranium we can't even solve for yesterday's demand or today's demand and we definitely can't solve for tomorrow's demand and everyone goes it's gone a bit too far uh, i can't chase it here i need to take some profits and i think that's just more a function of macro really than anything else like if we we're in a frothy market with bitcoin at seventy thousand again and everything else going great uh, this thing would be absolutely ripping along, and people would be falling all over themselves to get in. Well, I, I think I think there's a couple of things going to happen um, here. Certainly with price, which we would hope would start to reflect in equities, which is that I think price is going to go on a rip. It's going to get quite peaky, maybe a kind of sustained peak until things settle down a bit, but peak nevertheless, and then it should settle down to something more reasonable, as in you know, what meet expectations. So there's maybe a game to be played there if you're clever enough to go on that run and and call it at the top and maybe maybe you sell and kind of pick it up when it kind of settles down again. Who knows how clever people listening to this program are, I suspect very. Um, but then there's, then there's the, you know, in terms of that 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 equities play, you should say, please, please, and I'm going to say it again, is to do not get caught out by these, but yeah, people jumping on the bandwagon thing because you you will lose everything that you've gained elsewhere in your portfolio. Okay, yeah. smart teams, smart management teams, good assets with a plan in a jurisdiction where it it, 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 it kind of matters at the moment. Um, you know, and someone does see hopefully can articulate all of the above clearly to you. So be 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 smart about this one. Don't get caught up in the um, sentiment, momentum, and pump and up bullshit, which inevitably is going to be out there. And, 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 and last, and for you? last cycle assets that, that had progress being made on them as well, you know, I mean, that's, that for me is key. There's plenty of last cycle assets that sat in a, in a consolidator or a portfolio long list so that their EV to resource looks whatever. Um, but, you know, there's, there's still a heap of last cycle assets that would, that were progressing until the capital rug, you know, the capital market dried up post Fukushima. Uh, you know, they're still so there's 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 diamonds out there that are going to come to market, uh, but yeah, you you you're right. I mean, try to we will at some point get back to that. Oh, there's 500 list opportunities, and as I said, 300 of them you're going to be completely ignoring. I mean, I I joke and say um, I want to head to some of these conferences as this starts happening, so that I can come back and and have ruled out 98 of them and found two. Uh, and somebody said, that's not really a good use of your time, is it? I said, it's a great use of my time because then when every broker and every person wants to bring me this bloody whatever, you know, golden uranium corporation, <laughs> I can say, been there, done that, met them, move on, don't even need to spend any time on it. Uh, and I can actually put time into the things that I want to uh, just by spending yeah. a couple of days milling around a conference somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it comes back to the, the, the comment earlier about brokers is like they just don't do the work. They're incentivized in an entirely different way. Yeah. They want you to invest your money in everything because they pick up a, a clip a coupon on that. They even pick up some warrants along the way. It, it's all fine. So they'll put you in any old piece of crap, and I, and, I, and, and I really object to that. And that's a global, not an Aussie thing. It's just specifically, it's a glo- it's a global attitude. Of, yeah. You know, they're not going to do the work. You've got to, um, and you know, keep, keep your head. Don't get carried away with the euphoria, although I think it'll be, it'll be hard over the next few months and weeks, oh, uh, yeah. like weeks and months. But uh, keep keep your head, keep your level head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. look, and, and you know, like you know what it's like as well. It's it's even with these deals, 
I'm in the weeds. You know, I'm I'm lucky that I'm part of our global natural resources fund, so we're active with every resource banker and resource broker in the world. Um, and uh, you know, I've probably seen ninety percent of the ASX activity, but I'd say in Canada and the US, it's probably seventy. You know, because <laughs> even I don't see it all. Um, I certainly haven't participated in all of them. I've got to tell you that. Um, but you know, it's amazing how. How you're right. Some of these, when some of these, you know, you can often sometimes think maybe I'm seeing the deals that they can't fill with all their mates in Toronto. But uh, you know, that's you, you know, you've got to be aware of that. That's just the way, the way, the way the market operates. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm kind of appreciate your time. It's getting late though um, over on the east coast. So um, thanks for joining us once again. Exciting times. I'm glad your fund is doing, you know, get, reaping the benefits of all the hard work in the early days. It's a kind of good good um example to us all about how to do investing you know, you, you get in do the hard work at the beginning and you can just in, in a meaningful way kind of mostly sit back and, yeah. and enjoy the benefits when the, when the time comes so yeah look i mean it's a it, it is a good feeling to, to sit here in in times that we've had not wondering whether i'm positioned the right way uh with the thing keeping me up at night thinking you know do i lighten up a few things here and there and uh, or do i rotate um, you know, it's and it is. You 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 have to just trust your conviction, close your eyes, put the positions on when nobody wants them, uh, so that when it does move, you're not. You know, as as you know, when this moves, it goes ding 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 ding. It's like sort of Sydney property prices. There's no there's no steps. It's just goes up a, a floor at a time, uh, and and then you end up sort of in at bad levels uh, because you panicked. Whereas you know, use the periods where I mean, even used now, right? Like, if you still believe in it, you've and you haven't chased it for three weeks, you've got opportunities to to to, to, to play in things you like here. Um, and uh, you know, I'm always doing that, sitting there saying, "Great, that's back at a level." Okay, yes, it's higher than what it was in December or, or November. It's not as high as it was last week, but I still like it. And I want to be part of it, so I'll use that. Just because somebody's taking some profit somewhere doesn't mean that my yeah, thesis yeah, is yeah. done. Agreed. Guy, thanks very much, mate. All right, no problems. Onwards and upwards. We'll see how it all goes. And uh, and thanks very much for having me again. It's always I, I enjoy these sessions, Matthew. It's good.